Grayson Podcast. Here we are again. And we're talking about narcissism. We're talking about, yeah, the ego. And then go into a little bit of something that a lot of people overlook in our culture. Um, we've noticed it's a, it's a bigger thing in America compared to other countries. And... And um, just kind of some of the things that are, you know, the first, I guess, things to be aware of is when people cross your boundaries. If you notice someone uh, consistently, you tell them you don't want to hang out or you're busy or they just try to kind of dismiss things that you like. Like, oh, that's stupid. Why do you go to that? You know, and and they're just kind of crossing your boundaries of like telling you what you're doing is stupid and what they're doing is like awesome that's actually like narcissism and so when was like the first time or first experience with a narcissist you guys ever had um well, really diving in <laughs> <laughs> um I guess the when I first became aware of it it was a boyfriend that I had and um I was like right out of high school and um yeah I was just like I was so confused my mind was super flustered and like Clover actually sent me a thing on like gaslighting and it just explained it all perfectly and um their mind is just extremely chaotic and they want to project everything onto you and they don't have the ability to self-reflect and they're very, very dangerous people to be around. And that's why I think it's so important. Like, this is for the people with the hearts because um, you need to be weary because they're actually all over and they're in different forms. Some of them are like louder than others. And um, some play, yeah, more quiet role. They seem like they're very reserved, but really. They're kind of just playing that identity, that character. And, like, Clover, what did you say when you were, like, they're the difference between them and a sociopath? Yeah, the only thing that's different is a narcissist will stay within social boundaries. So they don't, they're not able to feel compassion or empathy, which is, like, relating to what this other person is feeling. Like, oh, me doing this to them is probably hurting their feelings or, you know, like... I would hate it if someone else did that to me. Their view is completely self-centered and, you know, they think they're this wonderful thing and, and they only think about themselves. And so that's why they're not, they're only in fear of punishment. They're not able to feel compassion and empathy. So that's just like a sociopath, except a sociopath will cross those boundaries those social norm boundaries. So they're really, they're the same as a sociopath. That's why they're so dangerous because, um, they lost, they lost feeling. They're not able. And so the only thing they care about is using you for whatever they want for themselves. They only want to use you. They only want to use people. You're like, uh, you're like a feeding ground for them. Yeah, so. they like people with yeah a lot of emotion and a big heart. Um, what were you saying? Um, yeah, I was just gonna ask like, what's like the first thing to realize like 
that the person you're around is a narcissist? Like, what's one of, like, the first, I guess, signs in a way to So, usually, noticing? they don't um, unlayer their true, like, self until it's around three months. Could be a little sooner, could be a little later, but they keep their character good to kind of, like, manipulate and to get close to them. And it doesn't matter what kind of a relationship it could be. But they'll soothe you into it, and um, it'll hit you within a couple months, and the signs are just... I'd say realizing that you're not free. Like, they definitely... You'll feel confined. You'll feel confused. You'll feel you'll feel saddened. They'll put all of the things that are wrong with them and make you feel like you have those. So, you know, like, true love is so far from that. Like, true relationships are not like that. These kind of people are not authentic, and their minds are just chaotic. Yeah, they're just constantly thinking of ways to use you. And um, they're they're really manipulative. Like, it's... And, Clover, how did you say... You said it comes from the inability to process shame as a kid. Yeah. So... Um, scientists, like, still don't really know what exactly causes it. It could just be genetics, or, um, they're just not able to process shame for some reason. So, um, when you're younger and you go through something that's, like, embarrassing, or whatever, um, or just even a weird event, if you're able to just process it and reflect on it and, you know, just kind of say, well it's okay and like heal it or just you know be sad for a while and um you're able to kind of just reflect and go into those memories that maybe are hurting you or whatever um narcissists don't self-reflect so and they're not able to say oh i messed up or like i did this to this person you know um that's why they also don't feel compassion for you because they're not able to think like how they hurt you or you know they can't ever be the bad guy the one in the wrong shoes because they're not able to process shame and even psychologists like they work with narcissists and it's like they I don't even know if it's a thing that they've completely like healed one it's some deep-rooted um yeah, like it's some deep rooted thing in those kind of people. Yeah, and they'll demoralize you. That's one of the first steps to make you so they can completely use you is demoralize, demoralize, make you forget you're your own person. Okay, now you're the perfect supply. I can, you know, you feel like you're nothing, and I can do whatever I want, get emotion out of you. I can. Um, get you to brag about me you know they just want they just want to train you like uh, train you to be their supply yeah their love is very uncondi- or very conditional <laughs> not unconditional very yeah conditional if, well, as long as you're benefiting them yeah, yeah then they'll maybe do a few nice things here and there to keep you there so yeah, yeah you're constantly feeding their ego yeah yep. And whatever your wants or needs, they're not important. The only thing ever important to them is their wants and needs. And if you're in a relationship where you, some of this stuff feels familiar, they're probably a narcissist. Um, and it could just be on different levels. But yeah, 
you shouldn't feel insanely confused and saddened and just drained. Um, like, these people are dangerous and they're tricky. Like, I still meet them and I can't tell that they're one until, like, I don't know, sometimes a couple months. Sometimes it's just really hard for me to catch and read. Um, but they're not, they're not original. And it stems from, they're just such, it's like beyond the ego. They're... And I've noticed they also think really tragic stories are funny. Like, they, um, they love almost to show how much they don't care. They actually take pride in not caring. It, like, just showing how much, like, they think it's funny or, you know. I've noticed kind of the more outgoing ones who want to be funny, they love to say horrible stories about women or children and like they feel absolutely nothing and they're so proud of it and laugh about it and it's it's really it's really dark you have to stay away from those people because they're they don't feel anything they love like yeah just i don't even know just know it's a real it's a real thing and it's something that you definitely need to be aware of um because you can't change these people you can't. They will use you throughout their whole life. And they believe their own lies so intensely, <clears throat> they would never ever think that they ever, I guess, lied or hurt you. Yeah, there's just, there's no open conversation with those people. And um, it's, yeah, like I was saying earlier, it's just... They're so full of pride, their ego is so strong, and um, their spirit just isn't there. It's been shut off, and they've ran completely based off of mind, and... Oh, you guys should go into, um, when you start, like, hurting, like, their ego a little bit, um, their eyes, they get huge black, (laughs) it's kind of scary. Yeah, there's signs that you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, their pupils, like, dilate. It's called the narcissist stare. Like, it's a real thing. And, um, like, there was one time we were talking with this boss that we had. And we didn't really even know he was a narcissist. See, this is how good he played his character. He was, like, this nice, like, kind of quiet guy is, like, how he played it. Um, And we were sitting down having a meeting with him. And we were just telling stories and honestly just talking and he was getting like his face was like turning red and, and he we started were, getting aggressive. It was just kind of weird. We were kind of like, oh, what's going on? And he had just that narcissist stare. It's almost like they're foaming at the mouth and like his pupils were just huge and like because we were just threatening things in him left and right. But we weren't we were just being ourselves and just telling stories and talking and this guy was just getting enraged for some reason. Um, they have like a lot of triggers and anything you trigger in them, they will make you feel like that's your issue and the problem they have in them is what you have. And you'll start to believe their lies and it's called gaslighting. And they honestly just like fluster your mind like crazy so you can't even think straight um 
And they also have like flying monkeys. I think that's the term. <clears throat> yeah. Where they um these flying monkeys like help make sure that other people are I guess uh feeding their ego. They have like other people go out and you know, make sure these flying monkey people are like they're kind of like their constant supply, I guess. Yeah, and they use them to do things for them. And they also, yeah, they'll like, you know, tattle for them or tell them what other people are saying because um, this person always wants to get what they want. And if they're not getting what they want, they throw a huge fit. That's why they will constantly try to cross your boundaries, your your personal boundaries. And I mean, even... Like, me and Clover worked at a mountain for winter. We're, like, 10,000 feet up in the air. It was a beautiful wild mountain. And there's still narcissists up there. We're like, what the fuck? Like, how? We're, you're completely in the wilderness and doing something just so awesome and beautiful. And, like, you know, they still found their way up there into that little corporate world and... I don't know. I'm just like, this is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could see it as like a somewhere a supply. Like people can praise them on their skills or something. And it's just, it's really weird. They're just always looking for appraisal and, and admiration. Something really important to note is Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And... I think that's so important to know because, at least for me, I think um, growing up having a dad that kind of had those traits, there was something unconscious that was ingrained in my mind, and um, I think I was attracting those kind of people unconsciously. I was attracting those experiences, and you know, you have to make the unconscious conscious. I kept going through these cycles of just meeting these narcissists. It was all over. It just like kept happening. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like when we travel, we're like, oh my gosh, like these people don't have an ego. You know, they're just free hanging out and there's no competition. And then we come back to the U.S. and there's just a lot more of them. I think it's just because our culture, um, you know, trust and honesty isn't a valued thing here. It's it's a pretty easy way of life. Uh, so, um, like, as a kid, usually it's when, like, either a kid is, like, very fortunate and, you know, their parents give them everything. It can kind of come from that. Or also the parents being extremely neglectful, too. And I think in America, there's small doses of it in a lot of people. Just because we, we're very fortunate. We get a lot of things easier than other countries. And, so, and also authenticity isn't required, necessarily. Any other experiences you guys yeah. can remember? And I think also it has something to do with um, um, neglecting the feminine energy inside of you, which is, you know, thinking about the good of others and wisdom and like connection and love and narcissists. um, They didn't 
okay, the men, for instance, they didn't develop their, I can't remember if it's the anima or the animus, but that's the, so whatever's your persona on the outside, you know, for instance, you're a male, your persona is male, but there's always an opposite on the inside. And so his opposite would be um, the feminine inside of him. And it's this anima. And you know, he just never developed it emotionally and spiritually because you have to be in touch with your feelings to develop your energy. Women have the animus, which is the masculine energy. And, you know, by getting in touch with your feelings and stuff, that's how you're able to develop it emotionally and spiritually. And when I look at them, they have such a weird ego and image attached to their view on women. Every single one that I've met has just this really... Um, totally off image of women when you start getting to actually know the inside of their men, inside of their mind. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, how do you you see all women that way? Or you see them all this specific, I'm like, they're just an individual just like you. And, you know, I don't, the women, I think they also neglect it too, their feminine energy. And then they kind of get obsessed with uh, trying to I don't know what gets screwed up in the women really how I think they a lot of times they'll view like maybe men in a bad way or like super like they'll treat like their sons way better than the daughters or something like that um yeah okay so they kind of like go with the more like masculine yeah I think rather than like Following their more feminine. Yeah, yeah, I can see them being like, yeah, taking okay. on characteristics of like dominance. Yeah. Oh, okay. That and sense. not caring about people's feelings, you know, and like just, you know. Yeah, because um, I remember working with um, a narcissistic lady at work, and, you know, she did always kind of walk around and talk like everyone was stupid and stuff. And, you know, she just, you couldn't, yeah, she was just. They didn't care about, like, connection or wisdom, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't had too many experiences with them, but the ones that I have, like, it definitely scared me because, like, they seemed so genuine and, you know, were saying, like, such kind, nice things just, like, to get you to like them and then all of a sudden they switch and, um, if yeah, as soon as you're not, like, benefiting them, they just kind of turned mean. Yeah, or they'll drop you. Um, and it's also interesting, I guess they never, like, forget about you. I just got a freaky. <laughs> but, like, you can always see them still checking up on your stuff or whatever. And they have, like, know. a destiny to, like, almost, like, they want you to fail. So that's why they want to follow you up and try to make your life as bad as, like, they can make it. Yeah, because they're, they're very miserable people on the inside, and so they kind of just want everyone else to feel like that. But they're just really unaware. They're and, the most yeah. unaware. And very afraid. Oh, my God. They are they try to project all kinds of crazy, unrealistic fears. And you're like that. And you try to even rationalize with them. But there's there's no rationalizing with them at all. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and also for people that, like, don't have that aren't narcissists they can still have really detailed egos 
and uh, um, that's such a it disconnects them from other people you know you might define yourself by your job your degree your car um, and the ego is not even real it's just ideas lessons things that you've learned you've became those you know you're not just a you're not just a recitation of history like there's more underneath all of it um for me i've had like ego death experiences and um i think everyone needs to have that because we all have somewhat of an ego that blocks us from you know like true love and like true expression I'm trying to think of when my like biggest ego death was do you guys remember yours I think it was <clears throat> yeah cause I used to like constantly like have to like kind of like at least like show people like oh I'm doing this this and this like I don't always have to like think in my mind oh I have to be accomplishing so many things that was just like my ego because like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to express like oh I'm getting all this done so I'm successful and as soon as I think I really let go I think it was when we were living in Boston actually Mm -hmm. and I started to kind of let go of like the idea of God and empty my subconscious then I was like wow it really like you know you're not defined by like yeah your accomplishments that's when I started I guess, yeah, focusing more on my, like, internal self and, like, what I felt internally rather than being so obsessed with accomplishing things. But it's still a journey I'm, like, still going on currently. Um, yeah, your soul is speaking. I think my <laughs> my ego death was being with a narcissist. <laughs> Killed my ego. Mm-hmm. Brought me to nothing. <laughs> I came back as a fucking resurrected spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, like, it taught me so much, and then, yeah, it's like, oh, he was able to shut all this down anyway, it's not even real. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, yeah, they demoralize you so much that you kind of forget, like, who you are or what you even like anymore. You just forget, like, what your soul even wants. So, when you come, when you finally leave that person and you start healing yourself, nothing makes you want to fight for your soul like more because yeah. you just like you're like I don't you know I, I I was almost lost from it for like a year or so and so it's just you never want to lose that yeah like it's definitely again. it's yeah. an awakening experience being with a narcissist or having them around making that darkness conscious for sure yeah and they pretty much I think they get so mad like yeah when you like don't have an ego and like they're just throwing stuff at you and it's not hurting you it almost like makes them like even more angry because they you're, can't hurt you yeah because once you reach a level of awareness you understand that you are just a mirror and the world is also a mirror and you know you don't have to be a mirror for someone like you gotta leave those people that are just throwing shit at you They've got to go on their own journey. And the journey, you will not know anything until the journey of self has been taken. You have to go inside of you. You have to face really scary things. If there's something you might not be aware of, some trauma, you know, you got to like feel through all those things, question them, wonder about them, and just let them go because there's just a temporary experience and 
there's no use being so obsessed with the idea of who you are. Because it's not even real. It's just an idea and everyone thinks of you differently anyway. So mm. it's just a subjective idea. And once the journey of self has been taken, you reach a great depth. And then you're able to perceive the world even deeper as well. And that's just where it all starts. And narcissists, they never go inside. They're so afraid of it. They just want to think outwardly. They want to project outwardly. They want to, you know, they're the biggest players of the social game. They're what keeps the system going. Yep. You're usually, they're actually usually like really good with money and like uh, business. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're really smart, like, yeah, investors. Yeah, because they know how to treat people like shit <laughs> they can get anything really yeah and um if you feel like you're someone that feels really deeply and when you go into a room you can you feel almost all of the energy and the emotion in there you're what it's called an empath and it's just you're pretty much just a really big spirit and you have a really beautiful heart and like we said on the other podcasts, everything is a vibration. It's crests and troughs of waves just going back and forth. And narcissists can feel that high vibration. They can feel your energy and they are drawn to it and they love it. It's a creepy phrase, but it's a feeding ground. You've got to look at things as just energy. Because that's what it all is. And you have to be protective and discerning of a lot of people. I mean, there was even something that I read today. Let me see if I can find it. Um... Yeah, it was like everybody... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. It was like everybody has a superficial side and deep side, but this culture doesn't place much value on depth. We don't have shamans or soothsayers, and depth isn't encouraged or understood. Surrounded by this shallow, glossy society, we develop a shallow side too, and we become attracted to fluff. That's reflected in the fact that this culture sets up an addiction to romance based on insecurity, the uncertainty of whether or not you're truly united with the object of your obsession is the rush people get hooked on by Joni Mitchell. And I read that today and it's just such a good understanding of society because it's like you can get caught up in it for sure. Sometimes you have to, like, take on a superficial side, and it's so wrong. Definitely don't have to fall into that. But what were you saying? Yeah, like, I was just talking about, like, yeah, if you're feeling just, like, super low and tired, then that's, yeah, probably just, like, your energy being, like, fed off of. Like, you've just been, like, giving energy to other people. Um, And you have to, yeah, like, make sure you're also, like, taking care of yourself so you're not, like, constantly being... I guess your soul being eaten up by other lower energies. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. High vibes. Keep going. And, yeah, if you feel like you're with someone that um, is emotionally unavailable and just cold and unkind and just tricky and they make you feel like shit, well, you should definitely not be around people like that and understand that they're probably a narcissist and a really dangerous person and also try to just find people that are truthful and original and just free expressions yeah like they can feel like yeah be with like people who can completely just like yeah express themselves and not constantly trying to build up yeah who they are but they're like very just down to earth yeah and they don't care about things that might seem weird or like they don't care about people's perceptions. It's like, find people like that. People that just don't give a fuck. I mean, me, Robin, and Clover, <laughs> we were pretty much our only friends. I mean, like, really close friends. <laughs> just because it's just hard to find some, you know, really uh, good people sometimes. Especially when we're not around society a lot anyway. But just be wary of that. So yeah, we kind of just wanted to touch on that because I think it's really overlooked and a lot of young girls or, you know, even guys will end up with some really dangerous people. And yeah, I think that's kind of about it. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks for listening.